Welcome to our Triune Pod, where we prepare you to praise. I'm the Reverend Nick Comiskey. And I'm the Reverend Ben DeHart. Join us for a conversation about low-key theology, lived experience, and outlandish pop culture as we break down the collect of the day for the coming week. We hope it's an inspiring, maybe a bit irreverent, but mostly helpful way to get you ready for some God time. The Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Well, we are back. Our second episode of the week. This is the celebration of Easter. Uh, me and Ben are still staring across from each other's eyes in person. It's wearing all white. 12.45 p.m. We may or may not just crack a beer. And we I are, mean, it's a feast day. We are, ready, we are ready to celebrate the triumph over sin and death and our Lord's resurrection. Um, ben, what is your favorite Easter memory as a child? Ooh, as a kid? Oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm sure the real answer is when I was a kid, like going out for the, the Easter eggs, the yeah. Easter egg hunts. Right, but uh, right. yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, more recently, I mean, I mean, like 10 years ago, I remember like everyone was dressed up to like to the nines on Easter day. So everyone, every girl who I was, I was into would just be like at their most beautiful. Wow. So right, like the Lord's risen and I'm longing. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. When I was a child, I, we had this huge bunny that lived kind of like in our backyard, like a wild bunny that would just hang out in our backyard sometimes. And I was always terrified of it. It's like this primal fear. So the Easter bunny image like was slightly terrifying to me as a child. Ooh. So my memories of Easter are much more ambivalent, much more laden with trauma. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. But uh, that's great, man. Yeah, well, Easter Sunday is obviously one of the, one of the, if not the most celebratory, uncomplicated days of the year. We celebrate that Jesus and his love will not let us go. It triumphs over death and the grave. So we're going to break down. There are multiple colics that you could, churches can utilize on Easter Sunday. And it's kind of complicated because of the Easter vigil. And well, we won't get into all that. The point is, we will be praying uh, just one of the colics and we'll be discussing that a little bit. And the colic goes like this. Almighty God, who through your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life. Grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of the Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. I guess that's my cue. Uh, yes, Ben, that was your cue. When I kind of turn away from you to start Googling something, that's your cue to start talking. So this is what it's like. We're going to be in person. Uh, so I think two things are really happening in this collect, and maybe Nick can come up with a third, but I see here Christ, we are saying, overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life. So the first overcame death, overcame, you know, like ultimately the hope of the resurrection is that you and I are not going to die forever as well. Uh, so I think that's part of him overcoming death. I think there is, like, I do think the Eastern Orthodox are right. Uh, this is a cosmic victory over the powers of sin and death, these powers that enslave us, uh, all those things in our lives that we want to do and we can't find ourselves able to do it, that is an instance of the power of sin and death. So, and the, but the other thing, I've, I've encapsulated that subpoint in the first thing. I think the other thing 
that we, we, we say that the Lord has opened for us the gate of everlasting life. And I'm interested to know what you think about that in a minute, Nick. But what I, when I read that and when I see what we ask for and that we say um, essentially that um, we may be raised from the death of sin through your life-giving spirit, that we are essentially asking the Lord through his resurrection to birth the impossible in us, mm. to birth a desire to live like he did, uh, which is the good life. Um, do you, yeah, do you have any thoughts on what this colic means, what we're asking? Yeah, I mean, I, I am, the gate of everlasting life, that's not a biblical phrase, is it? I mean, there's the narrow gate in the Sermon on the Mount, and there's like gate imagery in the book of Revelation. I am struck by the centrality of that phrase in this colic. What did Jesus do for us? He opened to us the gate of everlasting life. I mean, we might say in more kind of evangelical piety, like he opened the doors of heaven. And I just wonder, you know, there's that great book that I've uh, read about a quarter of called The Difference That Heaven Makes. And it's this like, what if we took, are you familiar with that book? Mm -hmm. um, like, well, what, what, what difference would it make if we really took heaven in the notion of heaven, not as this like future disembodied world, but as a present reality that we can enter in Jesus Christ? Um, what difference would that make? And the notion that Jesus opened to us the gate of everlasting life or that Jesus made it possible for us to go to heaven is like as simple and elementary as it gets. But I wonder if there's actually something radical and stabilizing in our time of extreme political social instability to remember that we have been invited into the domain of everlasting life. And that gate is wide open. You know, you know what's that language from uh, the Inferno, abandoned hope, all ye who enter. Like a closed gate is a can be a terrifying thing. The close a closed gate of the closed gate of heaven is as dismal and discouraging as it gets. But on this Sunday, we are reminded that our Lord opened to us the gate of everlasting life, and that gate is open. What do you think? What about what? What is the difference that heaven makes, Ben Dehart? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't know if this is us reading this into the collect um, or me reading this into the collect. But yeah, when I, I hear that language of that God in Jesus through the resurrection opened to us the gate of everlasting life. And then when we pray in our actual ask, uh, grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of our Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving spirit. I, I, I tend to think of that gate of everlasting life or heaven as of course, uh, we're not gonna die forever, but also, um, Life, the abundant life that our Lord talks about is not just uh, we're, we're going to heaven when we die, pie in the sky. I think there really is that notion of if the ethical life is the good life, and so often it's cut off to us, us being raised from the dead with Christ, the, the gate of everlasting life, the gate of the good life mm. being open to mm. us through our Lord. Uh, yeah, that's what I, I see happening. Do you have any more any, any more thoughts on that or um yeah have you seen heaven's gate with chris christopherson yeah no. oh i think it's the movie that kind of killed the golden age of cinema 70s Ooh. cinema it was like this it does not matter this is so off topic it's no, a good movie though it. it's a good it's a good like it's not like an interesting movie I mean, it's an interesting movie it's not that fun to watch but it's a cool like oh this is when that ended totally unrelated um okay the uh the second i mean that let's let's get into the second idea or one of the one of the other ideas second idea that we'll probably talk about is 
be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving spirit. Life-giving spirit is indeed a biblical phrase. I think it comes from 1 Corinthians yeah. 15. Adam was a living being. The second or last Adam, a life-giving spirit. Um, and maybe this is what you're getting at with this notion of enabling the ethical. We are in the death of sin. We're kind of held captive or trapped in in, you know, in bad habits and patterns, <laughs> pattern, patterns, yeah, habituated into the wrong kinds of things. And Jesus is this enabling, Jesus speaks this enabling word, this life giving spirit that restores our true humanity, you know, yeah. um, that like in like Adam, he kind of uh, makes us the, the human beings, the women and men that God created us to be. Um, so yeah, what, what about, uh, maybe, like, how does that become operating? I mean, I think a lot of times in our podcast, we, we talk a lot about Christ. We talk, I mean, we talk about the Trinity. I'm not trying to make this a simplistic thing, but we don't, we haven't, I'm surprised by this uh, with your background and, and my openness. So we don't really talk about the Holy Spirit all that much. And uh, we, we do believe as scripture is made clear and this colleague makes clear that however the Trinity works, it's the Holy Spirit mm. uh, raises Christ up from the dead. And who are we left with? We don't have Christ in the flesh. No, yeah. It's the Holy Spirit who raises you and I. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, 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 that's what hit me, struck me in this passage. Is we, we do have a, this is a Trinitarian prayer and our, our podcast, our triune pod. We're, we're getting that's each true. and every person of the Trinity. Very on right brand. Is involved in not only overcoming sin and death your death, my death, but also the powers of evil. But the Trinity is also involved in opening the way to the good life for you and me. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I mean, one way, I, I, this is kind of kind of simplistic, but yeah, but this prayer says two things. Jesus opened the gate of everlasting life for us. The spirit of Jesus raises us into new life. Uh, and that's a kind of a cool way to think about what Easter is about. Jesus opens the gate, the spirit opens the, opens the door to, to everlasting life. Um, yeah. I mean, I think whenever you talk about the spirit, the spirit is by definition, like operational, like the spirit does things in the here and now. I don't want to say dip by definition. I don't know exactly what that means, but, the, but like, I think talk of spirit talk, that's not grounded in experience and human behavior um, becomes you know, not helpful and abstract. That's when people start getting kind of nervous about spirit talk. So, you know, when I think about what it means to be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving spirit, I think about, you know, Jesus in the gospels was, you know, I think it's like a third of his er earthly ministry was healing. People who could not walk, could walk. People who could not talk, could talk. People who could not see, could see. And when I think about the spirit and how the spirit works in our lives today, I think the spirit births new capacities in us. It may not quite literally being able to walk, but it's the capacity to be patient or the capacity to not, to be content or the capacity to be courageous in the face of fear and uncertainty. And that would be a wonderful way to, um, to really experience the blessings of this Easter tide, this kind of birth of capacity. Yeah, and I think the flip side of that, because again, we said there are kind of two parts to this colic. It's, uh, yeah, throughout the gospels, we see Jesus healing those he encounters and also exercising those who encounter, like exercising the demons. Yeah. Uh, and, and we see that on with his work on the cross, overcoming death, overcoming the demons, healing us, birthing life in us where there was none. Yeah, I mean, I just want people to know that like for me, like God just needs to make me a little bit more patient 
And for Ben, like he needs to be like a like, lot of work. Or like a lot of demons have to come out. I feel like it's just kind of where yeah. where we're at, like sanctification wise. Needs healing. I need exorcism. I need patience. So you exorcism. You out need there. exorcism. <laughs> uh, but that's it. I do want to leave us with a quote. Uh, uh, I'm sure Nick has another thought as well. But this is I from. Don't. Okay, great. This is the from the one and only Paul Zoll, who we've we've talked about before on this. But this is what he says. We talk about him every week. Yeah. I just want you to realize that. I thought it was funding, but here we go. <laughs> One or the other. Um, he says in his book on the colics, this is Easter understood not so much as cosmic victory, but Easter as enabler of the ethical. The point of the gospel is always to enable the ethical, or better, to create the seed of love that flowers in the ethical which is the good life. And that's what it sounds like to me we're praying this prayer. I, I, I'd say, I'd push back a little bit on Paul, like, yes, this is about cosmic victory, but you are right. And so often we don't talk about it. The resurrection of Jesus from the dead and what that means for you and for me is that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are healed, we are exercised, and all of those things in our lives that we just can't quit uh, Christ has power over them, and there will be a day when we will have victory over them. And I hope that it's in the here and now. And every once in a while, we find ourselves. We, I, I find that Nick is actually patient, and maybe maybe Nick sees I have one or two less demons. I'm not sure. Uh, the Lord needs to do a lot more work on me. But yeah, I mean, I, I like thinking about that. The, the enabling of the ethical in our lives in those areas where we've given up, uh, and that enabling that is everlasting life. That is the good life. That is the gates of everlasting life being opened to us. So let's pray this prayer. Happy Easter, friends. Celebrate a little bit. The Lord is risen. Hallelujah. Here we go. Almighty God, who through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life. Grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of the Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. How about that episode of our Triune Pod? Now that you've been prepped for praise, won't you do us a solid and subscribe and review? We promise to keep the outlandish illustrations coming. So be sure to join us for another episode of your new favorite podcast.